Welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's going well. How are you, Marco? I'm hanging in there. It's actually not going well. <laughs> um. It's We're almost to Christmas. The kids just got out for Christmas vacation. We're going to be home with them. I'm also going to be home with them. Oh, yeah. That's an adventure. <laughs> we are having a pretty big outbreak of COVID at work right now. So I'll so, be home this week. You'll be working from home. You've got work to do. I'll be working from home. I have work to do. The kids will be home. They don't have any school right now, so right. they have nothing to do. Oh, it's going to be an adventure. Actually, that's what a big part of our topic for tonight is going to be about. But before we get to all that, what are you drinking? I am drinking... I am drinking a Kentucky Buck. What is in a Kentucky Buck? It is... Does it involve cheap? venison? No, it does not. It actually tastes a lot like a Kentucky Mule, except um, it has Angostura bitters in it. So that's good. And it, it gives it a nice little bite. So it's a Kentucky Mule mixed with an old-fashioned? Mm, kind of. I guess. If they got together and had a child, it'd be a Kentucky Buck? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, but so it's, what is it? It's Angostura bitters and a half ounce of simple syrup, which we used our sugar-free simple syrup that we have talked about numerous times on this podcast before. 0.75 ounces of lemon juice and two ounces of bourbon. And then you top it, you mix it all up in a shaker and then you strain it over a fresh glass of ice and then you top it off with ginger beer. It's delicious. Awesome. And you garnish with a lemon. Mm-hmm. That's important. And you have your uh, sugar-free ginger beer. I do. That we've talked about a bunch of times, so we're going to go into it again. Yep. It's fantastic. Cool. What are you drinking? I'm having a Sazerac, which I've gone over before on how to make them before because they are my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I'm having what, it out uh, of my... Uh, yeah, let's talk about what you're drinking it out of. My world's best assistant coach glass that uh, the coach I work with, and I've, I've coached with them for a few seasons now. Uh in youth hockey, uh, dropped it off on our doorstep, and it just, I was cracking up so hard because he had to abbreviate uh, assistant to just A S S period. So it's my world's best ass coach. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. It makes me smile when I look at it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. <laughs> in track and cross country, I'm the head coach. In hockey, I'm the ass coach. You're the ass coach. <laughs> I got it all covered. So funny. Yep. Oh, well, with your Kentucky Buck and my ass coach, there we go. Sazerac, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. I got to say, Coach Dan has a great sense of humor. He and I are on the same page in terms of coaching philosophy, but also with humor. Mm-hmm. So I, I absolutely love this ass coach. Um, it's very funny. <laughs> rocks glass. It's awesome. <laughs> it will get used a lot. And every time I see it, I will, one, think of him. Mm-hmm. Two, think of coaching on with the kids in our crazy suits. And three, just smile at the fact that it says ass coach in I mean, my it's name. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> World's best ass coach. Yes, it's important that you have that distinction. Yes. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to half ass being a ha- ass coach. That is right. You don't. You want to go all in. Boy, this is getting bad fast. It's uh we need to move on. Yes, from this. we do. <laughs> Before we get into surviving the week ahead and trying to be productive with everybody at home and the kids having pretty much clear schedules which (laughs) makes them not as occupied with things at least until we finish this episode and surprise them how was your week we're just finishing i mean it was pretty good other than the covid outbreak (laughs) 
How's the exercise going? Oh, that's not so good. My back has been injured um, this entire past week. It is starting to feel better. Well, we mentioned that in the last episode. Yeah, so I have not been participating in my friend's exercise challenge, um, and I feel very guilty about that, but also I know that I don't need to injure it further, so I am taking the break and resting it. And I, once it's starting to feel better, I will start slowly and then build my way back up to where I think I should be in terms of ability to exercise. So, yeah. How was your week? My week in terms of exercise was pretty good. I'm a little bit boring because it was a lot of treadmill, Mm -hmm. but I was on it every day. I got it in. Of course, it never fails. As soon as you get on, that's when the most phone calls, text messages, and everything come flying and everybody wants your attention is right with that period where I'm on the treadmill. (laughs) Still got it in, got uh, good rounds, good sessions on it. And actually, a uh, a race popped up, an in-person race. At least it's scheduled as an in-person race at the moment. And I'm thinking about it. Kid One's thinking about it. It's a February, first weekend in February race, 5K, which in Michigan could be, we could be in the 60s, and we could be <laughs> like negative 20. Who knows? That's exactly it. It's supposed to be snowy, icy, uh, it's part of the ice fest here around here. Oh. Yeah, the hot chocolate. It's the like the hot chocolate 5K that goes along with the uh, ice fest. So thinking about maybe doing that one to have something on the calendar to work towards, which is what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know if I'm going to do it or not, but at least I'm getting on the treadmill and getting things done and ignoring those phone calls. Although my phone is just like I can see it blowing it up and it's just like, oh, my God, really? All day. You have all day to bug me. But this is when you want to do it. It's right. And I keep moving around when I'm on the treadmill, trying to avoid it. I'm like, okay, well, obviously everyone's going to like hit me at this time. So I'll move it to the morning or I'll move it to after lunch or I'll move it to after I, you know, make my runs to go pick up the kids. And when I should be getting back to work, I'll just extend that period and just go get on the treadmill and then get back to things. Nope. It's whenever I'm on the treadmill, that's when my phone explodes. Figures. Figures, but making it work. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the uh, the COVID explosion at work. At this point in time, you got the Rona? I don't know. I am waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. But I mean, we could say that for everybody right now, unless you've just had a test. You I have don't just know. had a test. <laughs> oh, but your results aren't The website yet. says it's currently being processed. So I won't know if I have it for um, probably another day or so. Uh, it's worrisome though, because or at least that's, you didn't have, you know, whether you had it or didn't have it the day you were tested, because it's really just a snapshot in time. It's like that. Let's get all nerdy with it. Cat thing. (laughs) Anyways, um, no, it's, it's worrisome because the outbreak that we are seeing at work, most of the people that have tested positive have zero symptoms other than loss of taste or smell and a mild stuffy or slightly runny nose. It's not like. But you have a mildly runny nose every year at this time of year. And so does everybody else. That's why they think, oh, it's just like winter and this is what my nose does. But really, it turns out that this time it's COVID. Um, So, yeah. The office is getting a deep clean. It's getting deeply cleaned. And you're fortunate enough to be able to have enough back paperwork that you can get caught up. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing. You're only going to work three days this week anyway. But I had quite a bit of things I needed to accomplish That's true. And the clients aren't getting... Right. You know, services My, like direct services because they need that. They need the consistency. Exactly. It's just I've like exercising. Heard you need consistency. From lots of my parents. Oh, our kids are starting to behave very badly because they are very confused why they're not at school. Hell, like, our kids oh are starting gosh. to behave badly because it's the countdown it's to Christmas. 
Um, but yeah, none of us, uh, there's a significant number of people that have tested positive and then the rest of us are all in limbo right now. Um, we've all got our fingers crossed and we're, we're hoping we're, we're thinking good negative thoughts, but I just, I don't know at the moment. So we'll, we'll see. Well, it's just like last time you had a, a COVID scare go through the workplace. It's like, all right, well, we'll wait and see. And We'll either be home for the holidays or we'll be home, home for, for the, the holidays. holidays. So it doesn't really change like much. We're just staying home. Um, we're not we're not going out. We're not doing stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're either quarantined home for the holidays or locked down home for the holidays because we live in Michigan. Exactly. I did love the the latest executive order. Well, not, it's not an executive order. It's the, the health department. The health order. department said... It's okay now, now that the uh, the one that ended on the 20th, it's okay now for high school students to go back to school in person. Yeah, that came out like the afternoon that school got out for Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. I don't believe them, but Do sure. you think that when we get to like New Year's, they're going to go, and high school's going remote. So they had that two-week think, period where they could be in person, but everyone's on vacation across the state anyway. I think that we're going to have another two-week lockdown when it's time to go back to school, <sighs> and everything okay. will go back to being virtual because people are going to travel, people are going to get together, people are going to see you their families. You said that after Thanksgiving, too. And what happened after Thanksgiving? We had a three-day... Our school district had the elementary kids and the middle school kids go home for three days. They were virtual. And they went back to school. I'm surprised it wasn't longer. Oh, I am too, but I'm thankful that it wasn't. I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, but I, do, I don't know. I am just thinking. I had to send out the Debbie Downer email to the hockey leagues going, look, no organized hockey. We're going to, it's getting punted down the road. There's nothing we can do. We are going to resume the current season where we're at. We're going to have the playoffs as soon as they let us. But I keep having to send these emails every few weeks when it's like, all right, the plan is as soon as we can get back on the ice and play organized hockey with referees and everything, mm-hmm. we're going to do it. And this most recent one I sent out, I'm like, look, when this next order, which extends to mid-January for us, because as soon as it ends, it is both the birthday of the inventor of the Zamboni, Frank Zamboni, <laughs> as well as the birthday of the local hockey commissioner. It's and you. Wh- yes. And why? what better way to celebrate both those important hockey birthdays, <laughs> one vastly more important than the other, uh, those hockey birthdays, though, I celebrate by getting back on the ice and playing organized league hockey. Um, you're not wrong. I know. And yeah, we're we're, like, look, I'm not like naive. (laughs) We're probably going to get another one of those right on the eve of it going, okay, two or three more weeks. It's like, but I really would like to get back to organized hockey. I would like to get back to organized everything. (laughs) I know. But you especially like organized hockey because I disappear for the evening and you get to watch horror movies and chick flicks and whatever else you want to watch. Just bad lifetime movies i love bad lifetime movies especially the ones from the mid 90s those are my jam and you mm-hmm. love gory horror movies the bloodier the better basically and I'm nobody like, will watch them with me nope your buddy who used to watch a lot of those with you is stuck out in colorado she is she's not coming home to michigan this year <laughs> don't blame her <laughs> do you think she listens to this i don't know maybe i don't know maybe we do get hits from colorado so oh then it's probably her Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We get hits from New Zealand. Who's that? I'm guessing it's New a Caledonia. P. I think it's a P. England. France. Belgium. More P's. Germany. P's. 
Brazil. I have no idea. I have no idea who's listening. Canada. I wish that they would like send us notes and be like, I listen. We may put up a post, though, talking about Oak Island and the Mari Vineyard when we were up in Traverse City. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately, we got a hit from Nova Scotia. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. I wonder who that is. I wonder if it was them. <laughs> That'd be interesting if it was. Hmm. Well, we're closing in on uh, 10,000 downloads, by what? the way. What? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Like, I Somebody's listening. That's Many great. people Thanks, are guys. listening. Uh, well, yeah, I start thinking about what we're putting up for a post when we hit 10,000. I think it'll be drinking related. Well, usually it is. We usually have a, a, a toast, a cheers to everyone cheers. who has listened. Yeah. 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 Oh, did we do awesome. a cheers tonight? We did. Oh, well, mm-hmm. let's do it again. You went cheers to again. Almost 10,000. My ass glass. Mm-hmm. Hey, world's best ass glass. That's right. Yes. Cheers. As hey, a, speaking of drinks, I found something on the internet. Is it called an ass glass? It is not an ass glass, but you could probably drink all of these out of your ass glass if you wanted to. <laughs> so I was on Pinterest, and I was actually looking for something else that we're going to talk about later tonight. Um, and something wonderful popped up. It's actually a BuzzFeed article. On ass glasses? No, on seven delicious drinks for Batman lovers. And Ooh. so it's like character-themed drinks, so they've got... The Bruce Wayne. What's in the Bruce Wayne? I will tell you. It is four and a half ounces of black iced coffee, two ounces of bourbon, and a quarter to a half ounce of maple syrup. And you could totally sub it's out like the they maple know me. syrup. Right. I figured you would like this. You could sub out the maple syrup for the um, maple syrup. Uh, the maple extract. Yes, that's the one. With uh, and then the sugar-free simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So you could you could make this and definitely then you make could it low carb. Let us know how it is. And then what else you got? got? Okay, Let's so, go through all of them. All right. Because you definitely have my attention. I, I do like me some Batman. <laughs> then there is the Boy Wonder. Okay, uh, that sounds... And it's it's really cute. It's actually red and orange. <laughs> so And a little bit of yellow. So it Any looks little, like A little Robin. bit of green in there? Li- actually, yes. It's garnished with a lime. So oh, there you go. a little bit of green. Um, but this is three ounces of orange juice, two ounces of sparkling wine, one ounce of silver tequila, and a splash of grenadine or a marchino cherry juice. Um, uh, what kind of cherry? A maraschino. Maraschino? Maraschino. <laughs> maraschino? That's what I said. Maraschino. <laughs> then there's the Joker, and it's beautiful. It's purple, and it's garnished with limes, and it's wonderful Let looking. me see it. So there was this place I used to like to go to when I was at Michigan Tech, hmm. and I loved it so much, and then it became depressing in that I found out my parents liked to go there when they were students at Michigan Tech. Is that what depressed you about it? A little bit, and then finding <laughs> out that my grandparents used to go there when they were dating at Michigan Tech. There you go. It's and then my great-grandparents used to hang out there when they were up in, in the Houghton in the Hancock area. Nice. But awesome place. They specialize. Well, they have great food at cheap prices. Yes. But you have to have something to fill up your stomach because they specialize in fish bowls. <gasps> the fish bowls. And they're awesome. So much fun. That Joker drink reminds me, uh, they had one called the Purple Rain. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in the Joker, it's three ounces of grape Jolly Rancher infused vodka and a quarter ounce of lime juice and seltzer. And then they have a violently green drink called the Poison Ivy. And this looks like it's <laughs> what it is. Okay. It's two ounces of gin, an ounce of St. Germain, three quarters of an ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice, three sprigs of fresh, fresh basil, two sprigs of fresh mint. Um, it sounds like a salad in a glass. Well, it's like healthy. It's definitely Think the right that. color. Yep. Yeah. Just tell mm-hmm. yourself that. There we go. Even though it's I'm not. getting healthy by drinking this. Mm-hmm. Right. 
it's vegetal. Okay, so then there is the Mr. Freeze, and it's beautiful, and it's blue, and it's frozen. Let me see the picture. Boop. Oh, my God. It looks like they put a bunch of Smurfs in a blender. And froze them. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So Vanilla this... ice cream and Smurfs. <laughs> this is six ounces of pineapple juice, so this is not for people that are wanting to do low carb. <laughs> you have pineapple extract up in the Lazy Susan. I do. I'm just not sure what to put it in because the it's, blender apparently with the smurfs you can't just blend up pineapple extract six ounces of do you know what that would taste like that would be revolting <laughs> no you don't do pi- six ounces of pineapple extract oh my god you just put a few drops in but into what in what else is in there one and a half ounces of white rum one and a half ounces of blue curacao and three to four blue raspberry jolly ranchers which is optional because it goes on the edge of the rim okay so you got your ice, you got your a little bit of extract, just a few drops. You've got your rum. But that's not enough to fill up a glass. Well, you just put more rum in and stuff. Oh, getting smashed on Mr. Freezes. There you go. <laughs> and then definitely freeze you so much your brain is numb. <laughs> and then last but not least, there's the Catwoman. And this is has, it black? Uh I mean it's a pretty dark brown. Anise flavored? Close to black as you can probably Licorice? get. This says it's two ounces of bourbon whiskey, one ounce of sweet vermouth, a half ounce of cream de cassis. Cassis? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Well, I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, I can't read that from way over here. Okay. And a half ounce of fresh squeezed lemon juice and a dash of bitters. Um, Here, now you can read it with your bad eyeballs over there. I have never seen that. Cream de cassis. Yeah, I don't don't know. I assume it's brown. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? Let's see. No. Siri, what is creme de cassis? Here's what I found. It's a sweet, dark red liqueur made from black currants. Hmm. Several cocktails use it, including the popular wine cocktail, which they doesn't name. It's also an after-dinner drink. This is probably not the drink for me. It's from France. Oh, well, that explains a lot. Yeah. I guess we have to say that with the conehead voice. We come from France. Yep. All right. Any other ones? There's an Alfred. What is the Alfred? Two cups of Pims number one. Okay. Three cups of black. I'm sorry. Three cups of three brewed. Three cups? Three cups of brewed black tea chilled and two 12 ounce bottles of ginger beer. Please A say lemon, that it serves more than one person. One lemon. I got I hope so. One lemon. It serves eight. Oh, okay. One lemon, one orange, and six sprigs of fresh mint. That's it. That's it. There's no penguin. There is no penguin. No Riddler? Riddler Riddler should be just... One person goes and dumps a bunch of stuff from the uh, liquor cabinet in a jar. You shake it up. You pour it out. And then you wonder... disgusting. What What the hell is it? (laughs) What is it? I don't know. Anyways. So, like I said, this is from BuzzFeed. So, if you really wanted to, you could look up BuzzFeed and Batman drinks. And I'm sure it would And if you want low carb, uh, experiment away. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that over uh, maybe we, the holiday break. We need break. to maybe think about making this Mr. Freeze drink. I did save it so we can play with this later. I don't know. The Batman one sounds good to me. Yeah, I figured you would like the Batman one. Um, I don't enjoy coffee, coffee and, flavored drinks, so that's probably that not That was coffee me, and bourbon? Yeah, basically. I think a little bit of... A little bit of heavy cream? No. What else was it? Was it go through the I'm Batman I'm going to tell you. Okay. Four and a half ounces of black iced coffee, two ounces of bourbon, a quarter to a half ounce of maple syrup. That's it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think I've done something similar to that before. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I really kind of want to have this The Boy Wonder because... Do you know? It's beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Also, that's probably never going to happen. So when you're having the boy wonder, do you have to wear your underwear on the outside of your pants? You do. Okay, it's important. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Yeah, I'll be sure to do that. We can pose for pictures. It would be amazing. Or not. <laughs> depends on how new year's eve goes well we'll be by ourselves so <laughs> maybe we will no the kids will hear they can do it yeah they'll love it we'll be like captain underpants Woo! <laughs> oh my god <laughs> speaking of the kids when we were brainstorming the thought of uh what are we going to talk about this week and what should our topic be the kids really came to mind because it's that one of those years where where christmas falls in relation to when in the week and how the school winter vacation uh, falls on that, the kids are going to be home basically a full week leading up to the holiday with all the excitement, the anticipation, the nervous energy. Then they've got the week off between the holidays. And then right after New Year's, I mean, New Year's Day is on a Friday this year, and they go back to school on Monday. Yep. In person at the moment is the plan. We shall see about that. Hopefully. I mean, so far we've made it halfway through the year, more or less. And they've only been virtual three days. So it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. But what to that. do with these guys? Since you've got yes, stuff to do, I, I got do. stuff to do. I mean, before it was going to be when we were first brainstorming this, it was I got stuff to do and I can't have like them just laying around watching video, you know, playing video games all day. That's not healthy for them. Then they don't burn up enough energy. Not to mention just have them like destroying the house and doing nothing or just driving me nuts going entertain <laughs> us. <laughs> So that really came into, okay, how are we going to approach these next two weeks? And that's what became our uh, our inspiration for this episode, Home for the Holidays. Home for the Holidays. Always a good time. <laughs> we broke it down really into three categories, mm-hmm. and we're going to hit them in order. First is the weather permitting. There's kind of the normal stuff you would do. The second area will be... Holding down the fort, and that, for the kiddos, if they're listening, is not going to be a lot of fun. And the last one is the indoor fun. That is going to be fun. But the key here is to have kind of a schedule and really just, I mean, we don't have to be rigid, and we're not going to lay out the whole two weeks right away, but the night before on the whiteboard, write down what needs to be accomplished throughout the day. Yep. And what the plan is for the next day. When they wake up in the morning, they can look at the board, and it's a, you know, essentially a job aid, a cheat sheet a verbal prompt on what they have to accomplish and what's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And then they can look ahead, you know, the next day they get up and what are we doing today? Yeah. I like it. Our kids really thrive on having a schedule. So I think this will be very beneficial for them. Yeah. Without being like anal retentive about it and going <laughs> overboard with it. I mean, there's room for flexibility. There's. Yeah. Like just because it says we're doing puzzles today doesn't mean we actually have to do puzzles. We can change it to board games or whatever. But... Right. But and the other part is it's not like at, from 315 to 325 you're doing this it's you know first this then that Mm -hmm. then that you know it's the categories so let's run through weather permitting what what can we do with these kids weather permitting and it looks like right now we're having a brown christmas season it's i don't know it's supposed to snow tomorrow yeah well it's supposed to be in the 40s for us most of this week and then christmas eve the temperatures are going to plummet. Yep. There's a 50% chance of snow on Christmas Eve. There's about a 50 to 60% chance on Christmas Day. Temperatures start creeping back up after that to just at or above the freezing level, but it looks like we might have a white Christmas. Maybe. So some of those Christmassy things we might be able to get in 
But some of these other outdoor winter activities, I don't know if we're going to be able to do. Weather permitting, some of the things we can do are sledding if we get enough snow. Yep, we can sled in our side yard. We could also, uh, kid number four is older now. She's a little bit bigger, so we could go to the dunes and find a little tiny baby dune. Now, most people aren't probably familiar with this, but if you on the west coast of Michigan, we have lots of sand dunes. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're just basically amazing sledding hills in the winter. So much And because fun. they go up and down, it's not just, oh, climb a hill, go straight down. Climb a hill, go straight down. Some of them turn into almost like a luge run because they curve and they, you just follow along, especially if you have a saucer. It's so much fun. You can, can be in lengthy rides where it's like, oh, I think I'm done. I'm going down one side, up the other. There's a spot near us where it's kind of like a bowl. Yeah. So it's like a half pipe, but with a curved edge to it. And you go down, up and down the sides as you work your way down the half pipe. Mm-hmm. And then just when you think you're at the end, oh, you go over a ledge and you get it, you're in for more. And it's like, by the time you finish, I'm like, wow, I'm a quarter mile from where I started. <laughs> yep, it's a good time. What else? If we get some snow, what else can we do? Snowball fights. Yes. Which are the best. We've had some pretty huge and epic uh, family snowball fights over the years, even when the kids were little. Yeah. I have we, pictures from uh, kid uh, kid number <laughs> threes. Uh, he was almost one year old. We have him plumped down in the snow. The kid was miserable. <laughs> he, he cried the whole was time. His first time in the snow, but the, the other four of us were having a massive snowball fight, and he's just sitting there going, this is horrible. <laughs> now he loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. Kid number two likes to make the world's biggest snowball. He likes to throw snow boulders. He does, and then he tries to hurl it at your face, and it's always hilarious. Uh, kid number one has figured out that if you make tiny snowballs, they will go farther. And That's you can fun. make lots of them fast, so you That's can have right. a stockpile, and mm-hmm. uh, basically a magazine of of snowballs for rapid fire. Kid number three likes to be stealthy. He will make his and then like hide them in his pockets. And then pretend like he's doing something else. And then when your back is turned, he will pull one out and whip it at you real fast. And then if he can get away with it, he acts like it wasn't him. Like, ooh, you got hit in the back of the head. It wasn't me. And Kid Four is just getting into it, but she's not very good at making snowballs yet. So she gets her siblings to make her snowballs and then she tries to throw them. Mm-hmm. Well, she has pretty good aim. She, the kid can throw. Not too good at making the snowballs, but she can throw. She has an arm. She does. It's great. If we get a lot of snow, we can make a snow fort. Which comes in handy from hiding from the snowballs. That's right. Snow forts are the best. Things we can also do are cross-country skiing. We, our family's not big into downhill, but maybe we'll get enough this year for cross-country skiing. Like for me, I got my first set of skis just before I turned two. Mm-hmm. I don't love skiing. And so I haven't done this... a lot of cross-country skiing since I, since I moved out of the UP because... It's too busy when I was at Western. There was not no snow, snow in, in Florida. Florida. We didn't. I didn't have them with me in Virginia, and there was nowhere to do it really near us. So it was too busy. And since we've been back, I haven't really had an opportunity to go cross country skiing. Mm-mm. So that maybe this will be the winter for cross country skiing. But what we do have, and we've taken with us, we even had them in Florida. Mm-hmm. Are our snowshoes? Yep, we do. So have maybe snowshoes. we'll get enough this winter for snowshoeing. We'll see. Kids are big enough for snowshoeing. Also going along with uh, the snow theme, though, maybe we get enough if for a fort and snowball fights, building a snowman. Yes, that kids love to build snowmen. Our, at least I'm talking about our specific kids. Um, most they like kids getting really more and like more it, creative but, with it, too. 
Yep. One year I made snowman kits for lots of my family members and I put really, really large oversized buttons into a kit. They were like rainbow colored and I found black uh, stones like that you would put in the bottom of a vase. I'm not sure what exactly they're called, but they're black. So I put enough in for two eyes and a mouth like a little to to approximate coal like a dotted line mm-hmm. yeah. a mouth and then i had um the buttons for the uh the buttons for the simulated the, jacket yep and oh i knitted a scarf for each one just like a really simple thin little scarf and then i had found a little black hat i think actually i think i made them out of felt um it was really simple i just followed followed a pattern that i had found online and i put it together and I gave everybody their snowman kit. And, and made for oh, easy and, Christmas presents. And I made felt um, carrot noses, like a carrot out of felt. And it, you just, it was really simple. You just took a piece of felt and you cut it into like a triangle and then you wrapped it around a chopstick and you put a little bit of stuffing in there and then sewed the end. Um, so yeah, I wrapped it up and I gave it to him for Christmas and we've used it multiple times. Uh, since ours then. have been getting more like i've already caught them researching what they want to do this year like using hey can we use some of the christmas lights the fairy lights and put very lights in into the snowman which is kind of creepy at night when you get the we, snowman with the red eyes we glowing actually bought this like penguin mold we last saw, year or the year before for the, christmas the year before we have not used it yet. we haven't but it makes little miniature penguins and the reason we got it was because I found online where somebody had had made it and then they took glow sticks and they put the glow sticks oh inside God. of the penguin face where the eyeballs were supposed to be. And so when it gets dark, like it's like a little army of penguins that are staring at you. These things are like two feet tall, too. <laughs> They're so cute. But I thought it would be very funny to do that in the neighborhood. I thought the neighbors would get a big kick out of it. Oh, but yeah. We haven't had a chance to do it yet. Maybe this is the year. Maybe we haven't had uh, the past few winters have been pretty mild. Mm hmm. Honestly, last winter, I think the biggest snowfall was like in November. Yep. Well, no, whether you have enough snow or not, one thing you can do are going for hikes and walks. And even if it's like this, you can go for a hike or walk. It's a beautiful, you know, it's right now. Mm-hmm. Other than cold, just dress appropriately and go. And even if you do it in the evening, uh, you can go look at the Christmas lights. And there's some places like and near us, there's light displays where you can go walk at night as a family, mm-hmm. get out of the house, but still be socially distant and just enjoy each other's company and see the festive lights and get a little exercise. Um, something that I heard about earlier this week is something called an outdoor scavenger hunt. And there's actually... Well, I mean, we've talked no, about scavenger Okay. So there's actually a company that provides them nationwide and it's like a thing. So if you live near a major city, you could always look up like Chicago and scavenger hunts and i'm sure it would pop up but if you are like us and you live in the middle of podunk you could make your own and then have your family go on that scavenger hunt where the kids have to like solve it and you can go and explore different places that maybe you haven't already been in your town that you've been wanting to go and see yeah mm-hmm. and, and it's outside so it's all socially distanced and while you're out and about you could also buy car because we mentioned walking around and looking at the lights, just hop in the car and tour lights, which we had, we discussed last episode when we were talking about family traditions. We do that. Yep. Hop in the car, get out of the house, put the electronics away, unless you're trying to take pictures or something. Uh, get off the uh, entertainment, you know, the video games. And go look at the lights that people have put up. Yeah. And like- this year, some people are really going all out because what else are they going to do? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, we do like to make hot cocoa and take it in the cars. 
when we go into with this. a lid with a lid of course and probably a straw especially for kids or a sippy four. cup yeah yeah um but that adds to it uh some some years we've given them little bags of popcorn that they can eat with their hot cocoa we think it's really the fun. shop vac comes in handy after that when it comes time to clean up the car it for sure does especially around kid number four seat and then with this kind of mild winter winter we're having so far fire pits if you have a fire pit awesome this is the time you can get it bundle up go out there have some cocoa make some s'mores just sit around the campfire and talk if not easy to put one together and get it you can get a galvanized metal uh tub or bin from your uh farmer tractor supply type store or even home depot um lowe's whatever get one of those make a fire pit throw some wood in and just you know if you got little ones you got to watch out for them around it but it's Mm -hmm. It's not so bitterly cold that it's just miserable being out there. Uh, it's that kind of in-between. And even with some flakes coming down, it's just nice. Enjoy each other's company outside. Have a cocktail for the adults. Make some hot chocolate for the kids. Make some hot chocolate for the adults. Put some bourbon in the hot chocolate for the adults. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and talk to each other. Tell stories. Ghost some, stories. Pretend like it's fall. You know, go around Christmas and do... Ghost stories family stories where you just start you know telling a story and then pass it to the next person and see where it goes it's entertaining yes Mm -hmm. what else can you do jess outdoor skating usually there's an ice skating rink somewhere either in your town or in the next town over i mean indoor rinks are having a hard go of it right now and depending on what state you're in in terms of operational status but the outdoor ones should be opening up soon and of course it depends on local ordinances and state ordinances and whatnot but like Near us in South Bend, they have one where it's a skating path. Yeah. And there's a big one in Chicago at Mary Daly Park in Chicago. I'm not sure that one's open this year. Oh, crap. I think... It's beautiful, though. Like, I still want to do that one. But the one in South Bend is operating, and they've, they're they taking reservations so they can keep a cap on uh, the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't just show up and go. But if you schedule it right, you can go and do that. And so it's not just, you know, skating in circles around yeah, the rink, which is still fun. Yeah, I think it'd be more fun, fun to go and do the little path skate. I'm sure there are other things that are, like, put up along the way to look at, too, as you're going oh, along the path. Spoke to a friend who's done it, and she goes, we go a lot. They uh, In the evenings, on certain nights, they have a DJ, especially in the evenings. They've got the Christmas lights up, so it's way more fun in the evenings awesome. where they've got it night and day. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we might be doing that, especially since everybody in the family skates except for Kid 4. Yeah, we'd we'd need to figure something out for her. Well, it just means I'll be bent over trying to skate around with her. As long as you understand that, I won't be able to help you with that. No, I know. So. Well, those are our weather permitting, kind of just kind of the usual this time of year things, not out of the ordinary. But it is something to spice it up for uh, the kids and for the family while everyone's home together for two weeks. And especially if you've already been home together for... Seven months, <laughs> ten months, something like that. Yep. Spice it up, make it special. Jess, let's move into our second category, the help hold down the fort. And this is really when we get into what's getting nerdy in behavior speak here, the pre-Mac principle. Pre-Mac, it's the best. What is the pre-Mac principle for those who aren't super nerds like us? First then, people. First do the not fun thing, then you get to do the fun thing. It works Every single time. You may have known this growing up as grandma's rule. Yep. If you've got, oh. you got two things to do, do the unfun one first or the least fun one or the, fun that is less, the one that's less fun first, then you get access to doing 
the more preferred activity. You want to go to the park? First, you're going to go clean your room. You got to clean your room and do the dishes? Well, which one do you hate more? That's oh, true. you hate doing the dishes more? Do that one fun first, then... then clean your room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it works every single time as long as you actually enforce it. Consistency is essential here. And for our kids, they're not going to just get a free ride and get to be sit here and be couch potatoes and loaf around and not do anything to help with the house. And to kind of add a little more oomph to it, things you can do are making access to electronics or even access to the Wi-Fi each day contingent on doing a few jobs. And this isn't like turn them into uh, domestic servants every day, all day long. It's just like you got a few tasks to do each day. And once you knock those out, then you get access to all the fun stuff. And it can be clean your bedroom, clean a designated room, do the dishes, do the laundry, etc. It's just like, here's your tasks for the day. And over the course of the week, the house stays in, you know, livable condition. And it's not just a complete pigsty. Yep. Now, if you want to make it a little bit more fun while everything's going on, put together your holiday playlist and play <laughs> holiday music while they're doing it. It does help a little bit. But you got to make it uh, where it is something they definitely can knock out in short order. Mm-hmm. It's not like, all right, you're going to clean out the entire garage, which is like a weekend job or more. It's, look, just straighten up the living room. Load the dishwasher. Yeah. Make your bed. Wipe the bathroom. Like, it's not hard. None of these jobs are hard. All of them can can do them. They're all age appropriate. You know, run the vacuum through the hallway. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, it's run the vacuum through the living room. And yeah. then the next day, it's run the vacuum through a different room. Mm-hmm. Think Really things they can knock out. I mean, unless you're living in some sort of mansion <laughs> where you need a, lawn, or a, a vacuum, which is more like a riding a lawnmower. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Uh, no, they can. it really doesn't take all the time. And we're not using their whole vacation to make them scrub the whole house. But it's little things so that you and I aren't spending, once we finish working, then spending all our free time cleaning just to make sure that the house is still held together. Yeah. Especially like, since the, I really like, want to watch Christmas movies with our kids, but I still have work to do. And, and you want a spot to sit on the couch. You don't want to go look at the couch and go, okay, this thing's covered in cars and blankets and clothes. Let's be honest here. Every single family has the pile of clean laundry on the couch. They haven't sorted yet. They haven't folded. We are no different. We absolutely have a mountain on top of the couch. Yep. And it sucks up a significant part of the couch about half of it yep and it's uh frustrating when you go to like sit down and watch prep and landing with your kids and oh look at that you guys didn't do your jobs and now there's nowhere to sit so now we don't get to watch it we get to fold but like today they want to watch meet me in st louis especially kid number one where it's like okay fold the laundry Mm -hmm. kids number two and three haul the laundry to the respective room of the owner yep and then we'll turn on the movie exactly and everyone can sit down we'll make some popcorn and we'll watch you know it's christmas time and we'll watch meet me in st louis Yay. well i guess that kind of gets us into uh category c the third one though the big one indoor fun what are we gonna do that's fun to keep these kids entertained instead of just going well it's another day of bouncing off the walls and playing video games and chatting with our friends on our phones and laying around watching meme videos yeah nonstop. what are we gonna do to keep these kids active and entertained and stimulated and kind of just putting these things out there where it's like okay this afternoon you guys are doing this and so it's not the same old thing every day what do we have on tap for our kids this uh holiday season exercise (laughs) 
Yes. Apparently it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> Treadmill, garage hockey, kid number four especially has been, you know, telling me like, you know, daddy, today <laughs> looks like, I think today is a great day for garage hockey. Garage and hockey. It's almost every day when we're getting in the car to go pick up our siblings. Today is a great day for garage hockey. Indeed. Good okay. Boy. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. Cause all four out playing garage hockey and I can be on my computer getting some work done. Uh, but treadmill, garage hockey, uh, we've got a slide board where you put the little booties on your feet. You can go back and forth, simulate skating. Works mm-hmm. out well for kid one and her goalie exercises too. I like it. But whatever you do, make it a game. Like when they play garage hockey, they can play actual uh, hockey. But they also, uh, was it last winter or the winter before? Or maybe the winter before that, I took a whiteboard. And with our net, there's a shooter tutor on front. It looks like a goalie and it has holes in it. And the different pockets are worth different points. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you have to elevate the, the pockets, worth more. And for kid four, when she just hits the tutor anywhere within that four foot by six foot area, she gets a point. So it's adjusted by age level. But it's a uh, basically a sharpshooting challenge. Yeah. And there's different games we can play with it. And it's just like when you play darts, you know, you can do a number of different scoring styles to keep it entertaining. Treadmill, you can do... Uh, you know, how far, how fast, whatever, different games with it. Same with the slide board. And then, of course, uh, like kid one's got her goalie exercises so they can have fun because she can go down and work on her butterfly while the other kids are tossing racquetballs and hacky sacks at her, and she's got to catch those, and that seems to entertain them well, too, because they like throwing things at their sibling. But that's the exercise. Something, you know, get that heart rate up, wear them out, because they're not going to burn off much energy just sitting around. Something to be active. Now, obviously, if it's nice out, we can go outside for a walk or a run or even maybe even a bike ride or sledding, and that'll wear them out, too. But if it's just kind of blah, or especially like you and I have to get some work done and we can't like take them out to the dunes, treadmill. Yeah. And they like treadmill because they can... They can watch movies while they do it. Yeah. We have our setup um, in front of... A well, it's actually around the corner from the TV in the basement, but we have a giant mirror we yes, bought in front of the mirror. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. So you're actually kid three was asking me, like, why is there a diaper on the wall? Well, when I hung the mirror, it was just not quite the right angle once it like settled into place for the TV where you're losing a piece of it. So I <laughs> kid four was in diapers. I took one and it was just the right amount of padding <laughs> to take that bottom corner and cock it just out and up a little bit and you get the whole tv on there now it's the mirror image so we're on the treadmill which is around the corner from the tv you can see what's going on on the tv but also yeah. like kid two just likes to take his phone down there actually kid one too is his ipod and watch movies right on that mm-hmm. let's move on from exercise though let's do that number two and then we've got 10 of these by the way Woo-hoo. we've got number two is cookies So we can bake them and we can decorate them. And if your kids are getting older, you can just like let them loose. Here's the recipe. Yep. And go. Or, And for us, we can either sit nearby in the library. We can sit at the kitchen table. So Mm -hmm. they're not, they don't have complete full reign, especially with the oven going. But like kid one and kid two and even kid three are getting big enough where they can do this semi-autonomously. Yep. Um, Kid number one is a pro at making chocolate chip cookies. And she can do it all by herself. So that is excellent. Um, but this is the week before Christmas. And we have a family tradition where we always make sugar cookies. And then we decorate them, especially for Santa. Um, so we are going to be doing that this week after we do our chores. And they love it because I make 
I sing in all kinds of different colors and I put them in piping bags and I buy all kinds of sprinkles and they, I arrange it all on the table. And once those cookies are cool enough to be decorated, I turn them loose. Everybody gets like their own little tray and their cookies are lined up on it and they can go to town. That keeps them entertained for a while. It does. And I highly recommend putting them on a tray if you're doing sprinkles because the lip of the tray will catch all of the sprinkles and they won't go flying, hopefully, all over your house. And meanwhile, you and I can sit back and get some things done. Exactly. Yep. It's great. Um, also, it this is a great, since we are home for so long, this is a great time to try out new cookie recipes things that they've been wanting to try but we just haven't had the time so i know that kid number one has been talking about making fudge like (laughs) during the regular week when i'm not home i do not have time to make fudge but and you don't want to come home to the smell of failed fudge yeah that's just not a good just go oh fudge fudge that's the best christmas smell this really is segueing into number three, though, which is you did cookies, but we also just have baking and cooking in general, not just sweet treats. Breads and different dinner options and lunch options. Your home, now's the time to experiment and let the kids experiment with it. And again, set yourself up at your laptop at the kitchen table so you're near them, mm-hmm. but let them go and figure it out, especially if they're old enough to read and they can follow a recipe. And then if they need help with something like turning on the oven or starting the stove or something, you can do some a little more direct supervision. But a lot of the mixing and finding the ingredients and measuring, let them go. And if they fail, so what? They'll learn from that. They'll learn there's a difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. Oh, yeah, they will. <laughs> that, uh... They'll learn the. it's important to remember the difference between salt and sugar. Yep. Failure. They will learn that. <laughs> you know, a failure in cooking is actually an important lesson. So let them go. Try it out. But banana bread's been huge through COVID. We've done our banana bread recipe already on a previous podcast. And so it'd be a good time for banana bread, but also zucchini bread and all sorts of different breads. Even just sourdoughs and French breads. Try those. And yeah, have at it. Make some pasta from scratch. And you guys can make your own compound butter to stick on those breads. You know what our kids were asking me if they could do over holiday? I have no idea. Lasagna. What? In fact, they look were like frozen lasagnas. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you guys know how easy this is to make? It's like, and they start thinking about it, like, yeah, it's just layering stuff. I'm like, yeah. It's easy if you can find ricotta cheese. Apparently, <laughs> we every store around us is out because that has been a topic of conversation amongst my mommy friends. Yep. We can make it work. <laughs> we have the Amazon. We're going to Amazon ricotta cheese. I don't know. It'll probably get lost in the mail. Probably. <laughs> but there's other things you can make. <laughs> yes, there are lots of other You know, growing up, though, when my mom made lasagna, the ricotta cheese was my least favorite part. I don't love it either, like, but I, I know like that the, it goes in lasagna. The meat sauce, the red sauce, and sometimes we'd even have a mushroom one. Mm. I'd eat all that stuff. I'd eat the cheese. I love the noodles, especially the crusty part near the edges. No. Oh, yeah. That was one of my, my favorites. But the ricotta, it was like, ugh. Especially the ricotta because my mom would mix spinach with the ricotta. Actually, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, I hated it growing up. Actually, now I'm thinking, like, that's not spinach, so bad. I do like, yummy, so. I like spinach now. I did not like spinach as, like, a seven-year-old. Probably not. Our seven-year-old does love spinach, though, and so does the three-year-old. Mm-hmm. They shove it in their faces, and I think it is hysterical. But the ten-year-old, not so much. No. Yeah, no. that sucks. Number four. Move on to number four. Number four is my favorite because it's reading or a mini book club or writing short stories. To share in a mini like 
literary group or almost like a beatnik poetry reading. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> the book loving rate. Now you can either all read the same story individually and then talk about it. Or you can say, okay, each person talks about their book. Yeah. I am in favor of doing that. Um, especially because like for us, Christmas is not complete unless you get at least one new book <laughs> under the tree. One. It's, always way more it's than usually one. a stack but, per kid like it's important you can never have too many books we, well we do have a library in our house so exactly yeah. you can and never have too got, many books every room has bookshelves in addition to the library yes um so they are getting all of these new books and having a little book club would be a really fun thing for them to start doing once they dive into their new stacks of books we already kind of have one going on because the older three are working their way to the harry potter series and mm-hmm. they're down to books six and seven and so they've already been discussing, but then there's also like you hear them like in a fight, like spoilers, no spoilers, no, <laughs> I'm not to that book yet. <laughs> so they are discussing and adding that into other books works well, mm-hmm. other than just Harry Potter and the Diary of the Wimpy Kids. Diary of Wimpy Kid, uh, the bad guys books actually are wildly hysterical. I highly recommend those, especially if you have somebody you're trying to get hooked on reading bad guys series. Best age groups for bad guy series? Five through 12, I think. Although there's ones where you were reading them to the kids and you were just, and especially even when you're doing the side by side where you read a page, they read a page, you were dying laughing. I mean, Aaron Blabby is very, very funny. Um, all of his books are wonderful, not just the bad guy series, but bad guy series is legit the best little kid series out there right now. Our kids also really enjoy Captain Underpants, Dogman, Catman, Cat, I don't know, whatever. One of those other Dav Pilkey series. Um, Let's see, who else? Kid number one has been really in love with the, like, the 91 story treehouse or the 104 story treehouse. Any of those, like, something story treehouse. It's a whole series of books. They're apparently very funny. She's read all of them. She thinks they're amazing. She also really likes fantasy books. So, And the flip side of this we, we had mentioned before is the writing short stories to share. And they can either write them solo and then share them. Or the other way is, okay, each person passes along the notepad or the notebook. And it's like you start a story. And like I used to do this with them over the summer where I would write a, like two or three sentences to start it. And then they had to write for a half hour mm-hmm. or 20 minutes or depending on how I And they have going. And when they finish, you had to pass the story off to the next person. And then we were done. You read it, and it was almost like the mad libs of uh, creative writing. Yep. And the stories are, it's interesting to watch the twists and turns and the creativity. It's my favorite um, thing. And there's so many pro-socials that go along with this, of interacting with your peers and your siblings here and family dynamics, and it creates, creates great conversation, but also a great love of literature and make, gets them excited, like, hey, I want to read the book that so-and-so just read. And also just... The, the writing part, too, is great. All these extra skills and make it fun and hilarious. We do occasionally have to put caps on how many uh, poop and body part words can show up in something. <laughs> um, Especially with the uh, second grader. I, I do like, though, because sometimes they don't want to do this exercise and they'll write. And then she was a big stupid head. The end. And I do like that. We always. And then she died. And but then, then you get the next kid that comes like, and she came back as a zombie. 
which is like yeah. okay they resurrected it or we correct them and say hey we are trying to write a story here you can you can do better than saying and she was a stupid head and she died come on put more details how exactly did she die what was she doing why is what she is a she... stupid head what exactly. is she doing what does that look like what does it sound like describe it use your words oh my god it's like working with undergrads and talking about behavior <laughs> yes next up what do we have puzzles and board games and card games now for puzzles i got four new puzzles thousand piece puzzles each this will be fun because our kids have not done a puzzle that big yet not yet and so i'm going to set up one of our folding tables down in the basement Mm -hmm. down there and we're gonna put out a puzzle and just say go work together on this they're excited all four of them i i bought four because it's like okay maybe i'll find one where most of them are excited about but all four they're excited about all four Awesome. Visually stimulating, challenging. We'll see how it goes. I'm setting it up tonight yes. and we'll start with it tomorrow so they can send you down and send them down and go, okay, for all right, all of you go down and work on it for a half hour mm-hmm. at breaks. It's like, all right, take a break from cleaning, take a break from reading, take a break from the treadmill, whatever, and just go work on the puzzle for a half hour or an hour. And we'll see how it goes. Now it might just turn into like Monopoly where they flip the board. <laughs> Hopefully they don't flip the board. A thousand puzzle pieces is a lot of puzzle pieces to clean up. That was so. deep, Jess. Deep thoughts <laughs> yeah. with Jessica Tomasi. <laughs> but we, I mean, we like board games and we like, we play Monopoly and we have uh, a number of other ones we will play together as a family. Risk and Castle Risk. The kids especially like Castle Risk. It's easier to wrap their uh, heads around that one. Plus you get the Admiral so you get the sale. I guess. Yeah, you don't like Castle Risk. But not. they like Castle Risk. And card games, we were playing uh, Uno. Uno. We were playing Uno yesterday, and then um, the girls were doing beauty salon stuff, and they came up, and we dealt them in. So even kid kid four can play Uno. She does pretty good. She needs a little bit of help, but not much. She, she recognizes needs all the numbers to yeah. say the word Uno. For and some then, reason, she thinks it's a dirty word and doesn't want to say it. I don't quite understand uh, why, but she does. So she played. We played several hands at Uno, and then we switched it up and we played Clue, and that's well above Kid Four's head. But she just enjoyed playing and was very particular on which character she got to be. <laughs> but the other ones get Clue, not Clue Junior, which was we've talked about. What last week we talked about the hell it's that the is Clue worst Junior game ever. Classic Clue. Yep, it's great. Um, yeah. We also have a game called Five Second Rule Junior, where you're given a category and you have to come up with three or five things to fit that category. It's pretty fun. And there's a uh, beginner and an advanced version, on what, mm-hmm. depending on which side, if you're looking at the yellow side or the red side of the card. Yep. There's also an alternative way that you can play so that everybody, you go around the table and you all have to come up with like three things and you keep going like... until something gets repeated. Foods that start with S. Yeah. Or stinky things or Muppets. Animals you find at the zoo. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. I think it's really fun. It helps it helps them to learn um how to categorize things. Think fast. Yeah. Think under pressure. Because there is a timer that goes with it. You only get it's a five squeaky seconds. Weird timer too. It it is. They it says in the rules. It we added like the squeak you... because we thought it was funny and we thought you would think it's funny it too. It sounds like somebody sat on a Muppet. It, um yeah those are all really fun things that we like to do um Candyland is really big especially with kid number four because she is so tiny it's an easy game for her to understand and play hungry hungry hippos is wildly popular battleship battleship is another good one 
Ned's head was until they lost most of the parts. Ned's Operation head. was until they lost most of the parts. Ned's head is an interesting game. It came with... You can put anything inside of Ned's head and the game will still work. But it came with very specific things like a squishy alien and a giant ant and a rat. A sock. And anyways, all of these things went inside of Ned's head. And then there's a stack of cards and you would draw a card and it would say like the sock. And so you'd stick your hands inside of his ears and then you'd feel around all of the items that are in his head and you try and pick the sock based on touch. And then once you thought that you had the sock, you'd pull it out of his head and see if you were right. And like that is the whole premise of the game. If you're right, you got to keep the item. If you were wrong, you had to put it back in and the next person could try. And then whoever's got the most items at the end wins. Um, but yeah, like we could totally bust that game out again and do it just without the official Ned's head items. We could keep going on this forever on just the uh, board games, but mm-hmm. I think people get the point. Let's move on to number six. When for our kids, this has been big, and especially the older two, stop motion movies and then have a film festival when you're done. Yep. Now, the older two have uh, iPod Touches, which is basically an iPhone without the phone capability. Mm-hmm. They all have tablets. They all have Chromebooks. So they all have things with cameras and software where you can do this. And it works best, or at least they've had the most success, basically doing it with their Legos. They've got all these little Lego characters. They can build the sets and the scenery. Uh, some of them have stop-motion books that help with it. With come with cardboard cutouts, basically, for the backdrops. But if not, they've done ones where Kid 2 was doing one where he drew the scenery on lined notebook paper. That's what he had. It, it's what they had. So that meant, like, in the world that he created... There are lines going through everything. Blue lines going through all the scenery, but it was fine. It worked great. And they, they've done things where they do an intermix of pictures of their toys or their Legos or themselves. And we even did one of these for the Kentucky Derby or when the Kentucky Derby was supposed to happen. We created a Kentucky Derby and it was a race between Lego horses and they had Lego jockeys. And then it was us cheering and betting with to- toilet paper. And we had the kids do photos of all the emotions. I did another one uh put together where i took just a bunch of random photos around the house and then told kid one cool here's all the photos here's a library go make me a movie out of it yep and she did and she it was made, amazing it was amazing amazing uh put that all together so whether they're taking the photos or whether they're creating the photos putting it all together uh there's software you can, free software you can get to put these together make a movie and then sit down and have a family film festival make some popcorn and watch it, and it's basically storytelling. It'll keep them busy for an entire afternoon, and then it's family bonding when you watch the end result, and it's just awesome seeing what they come up with. Yeah, I really like seeing their creativity expressed this way. I think it's really, really fun. And it keeps them occupied for a very long time. Okay, so... If making movies isn't your thing, but you still want to get a little bit crafty, we've got holiday arts and crafts and coloring and an art show. This is pretty awesome. So it's Christmas time or it's whatever other holiday you celebrate time. Everything seems to happen in December. Or it's just a break from school time. Whatever. You don't celebrate anything. That's right. But there are like 800 bazillion different kinds of crafts that you can find online or in library books or talk to your friends and see what they've been up to that you can do with your kids while you're on break um we celebrate christmas so my favorite thing to do at this time is to make new christmas ornaments for the tree 
uh, every year up until this year, I have helped with the class party. So I have a gigantic stash of clear plastic um, Christmas tree balls in my office in the basement, and I like to use those up. So we have made glitter ball ornaments, and we have made melted crayon ornaments, and we have made pom-pom ornaments this year. We made ornaments where we made, where we created thumbprint reindeer on the ornaments. We took, one year during a party, I took a measurement of each child with a sparkly piece of ribbon. And then the kids had to put that ribbon inside of their Christmas ball and they made a little tag and it said, this is how tall I was this year when I was in like second grade or whatever it was. And you'll always have that reminder of me at this age or something like that. And it was very special and it's very sweet. Um, so just fun things like that. I really like to do that with the kids. That's a lot of balls, Jess. It is a lot of balls. That's okay. So what if somebody who can't grasp or keep a hand on all those balls... Jesus. What else could they uh, do? Something with a little bit less supervision. They can color. Do original arts and hang those up. Yeah. Here's the thing. All the things the kids are creating, you give them a holiday theme, point them in a direction that also can become holiday direction decorations around your house. Yep. Um, and a have really, a holiday art show. A really good thing to do is actually you can take a picture of your child's head and then blow it up. And print it off of your printer, like a set, like an 8x10 piece of paper. And then you can have them cut their head out. And you can make a paper piecing, um, paper piece together, like, creature. So kid number two actually did this in his preschool class, and we could totally recreate it here. But the teacher took a picture of their heads and then turned them all into elves. And so it's got arms, and it's got legs, and a body, and then their head, and then a hat. And Kid and, 3 was an angel, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because he's totally not an angel. But you could, you could, you make, could do a snowman. Or you could a do, Santa. Or a... Mrs. Claus. Or a Krampus. Or... <laughs> a snowflake. <laughs> Whatever with a you head want. And arms and legs. But the kids think it is player. hilarious to see their heads turned into some other type they of creature. They put their head on a reindeer. Yeah, absolutely. You can take a big, like, red... Um, sparkly pom-pom and stick it right there on their nose they'll think it's great and again it'll keep them occupied for quite a bit of time while they're putting this thing together so that's always a plus the next one we have on our list is not one of your favorites but it does keep them entertained now it does need to come with the caveat that it often and almost always in our house ends in tears so be sure you have something where it's like, let's snuggle up and watch a movie or something to cheer up whoever is crying at the end. All this item, <laughs> number eight on this, at the end. is the Nerf Gun War. <laughs> and we have lots of those little Nerf darts and we have plenty of Nerf uh, sidearms and Nerf guns, Nerf slingshots, everything. And yeah, they don't like that dad can aim. I am Switzerland during the Nerf Wars because... Switzerland gets shot up a lot. Well, mm. They go whizzing past I hide in the corner and declare myself Switzerland and everybody Take except photos. for you. You know, look, you might be Switzerland, or at least most of you, except for your butt because I do like shoot you in the butt a you. lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, usually somebody will get shot in the face and then they in cry the and then they make a big deal out of it. And then they throw their gun at somebody else's face. We also have a lot of like where they just get hit in general, like glancing, grazed on the arm and they cry. Like, oh, I'm dying. 
Should we call the wambulance? Always. They should just be parked outside the wambulance. Yeah. This is usually the kid who like wants to go shoot everybody in the face is the one who like flips out because they got grazed by a nerf dart and it changes each nerf gun war. But it's good for a good hour of fun until it's just all tears and yeah. And that's when you put in the movies yes. and have the popcorn. So let's move on. I mean, there's not much else to say about the Nerf gun war. Just have guns all over the house and have everybody else starts with a bunch of Nerf gun darts and you have more. And like, usually it's like kid three's walking around. He's got this bear um, from one of the little kit project <laughs> things he has. It's a bear. Kiwi he had, crates. Kiwi crates. He had to sew it together and it's a bear backpack and it looks just so, so little kid. And you look inside and the thing is just stuffed with extra uh, bullets. And so he's loaded up on bullets and he's usually got the, the rapid fire 10 shot magazine, which I think is the largest magazine in this house. Yep. He's intense. And he's kid. also the one that does not like to be shot. And kid four or kid one comes busting in the room with her aviator and her mirrored aviator glasses with a gun in each hand and like one in her pocket. <laughs> like, and she's shooting in both directions, like hands turned sideways, gangsta style. <laughs> not even aiming. Misses everybody. And but then amazed where cool. where like dad can sit in the corner and just lift the gun and like Three shots, three kills, basically, with it. Like, <laughs> taking the kids, like, how do you do that? It's like, there's these things called sights. None of them know how to use the no, sights. No, they don't know how to use the sights. All right. So, after your Nerf gun war. Scavenger hunt. Photo scavenger hunt, or even a selfie scavenger hunt. Selfie scavenger especially hunt. Especially with, they have, you know, ours have the iPod, iPod touches, or they have tablets and stuff. They can we go do this. We have old school digital cameras. They can either, you know, you can set this up for them, either a list of things to find, or take for the, if they can't read yet, like Kid 4, you do a photo of the item they're going to go have to find, and then they have to go get it, mm-hmm. take pictures. This will keep them busy for a while. They can do it either in the house, the weather's crappy, or you can't let them outside yet because you're working on stuff and you, you know they're small and they need to be supervised. Or you can do it outside as a family in the evening. There's all sorts of things you can do with this. Absolutely. Uh, be creative, but find items and just go and explore and have an adventure. Mm-hmm. And then it's fun looking at the photos afterwards. Yeah. And that brings us to our 10th item. It's a music challenge. Ooh. What do you got for the ten- the music challenge? Learn a new song or an instrument. No instrument? Make one. That's true. If you've got pots and pans, you have an instrument. Tissue you boxes and rubber bands. Ladles mm-hmm. and soup spoons or whatever and you got a floor you got instruments you know what movie is good for learning how to make instruments out of things what's that emmett otter's jug band christmas oh they make instruments out of pots and they make them out of jugs and out of old washboards if you do have instruments or you're creating your own instruments and there's there are books on how to learn and you know some like for a while they were turning out ones with cds and dvds on to it but honestly if you have youtube there's plenty of free content out there on learning a new song Mm -hmm. or a new instrument in our library we've got my old electric guitar the kids are now big enough where they can pick it up and play it and learn a you know learn a basic song Kid 2 has his recorder. He's working on learning and reading or playing that. We've got a piano in the in the kids' playroom because they were taking piano lessons for a while. We've got the little tiny piano. <laughs> Kid 1's playing drums, and she's got her xylophone, and she's a percussionist. We actually caught her the other night. Like, we're hearing this noise. 9.45 at night. 
Yeah, and you're asking like, man, I think that you need to trim the tree. It's blowing on the house. I'm like, the tree doesn't blow against the house so rhythmically for so long. That's kid one. <laughs> no, no, it's not. She's fast asleep. Like, that's kid one. So I go up, lights on. She's drumming away on her floor with her drumsticks. It's like, mm-hmm, go to bed. I we told barely... you the next morning, we can hear you when you do things like that. You can? Like, <laughs> completely foreign concept to her. Yeah, kid, your room's not soundproof and you were drumming on the floor. Of course, we can all hear you. Especially when the floor be lower. <laughs> right. But now is the time, especially learner Christmas song. Kids are great at this. They can find the how-to video. I mean, ours have been using how-to videos on drawing different things and working on their art skills. So you might as well do it musically, too, and we tap a different part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are our stuck-at-home, home-for-the-holiday suggestions. Those are things that we're going to be using with our kids. So sometimes we come up with ones like, well, these are things you could do. These are absolutely things that are going to be in place for our kids over the holidays to keep them busy, keep them stimulated, uh, make sure they're having fun, but also make sure our house doesn't just completely crumble into a disaster zone. <laughs> and it'll be fun. It'll be a mixture of things. So there's going to be fun stuff every day, and there'll be a few tasks that they have to do every morning after breakfast before we dive into those fun things to make sure this isn't just the complete pit. Yes. It'll be fun. Yes. I wasn't expecting you to be home this week. Me neither. It's going to be amazing. It will be. It'll be something, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else do we have to discuss? I don't. Oh, you know what we have to discuss? The Red Arrow Challenge. We do. The Red Arrow Challenge is our weekly multi-sport challenge. Uh, you can swim, run, walk, bike on road, bike off road, stand up paddle, sit down paddle. Uh, cross-country ski, skate, play hockey, or do the composite points of all those above. It's broken down by age category. It is free to participate. Sign up on, go to our Instagram, which our Red Arrow HW is our handle. Go to our Linktree account, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot slash Red Arrow HW. Find the link to create a username, which is free, and then just record what you're doing. And at the end of each week, put the totals in online. That link is also off our Linktree. And to the champions in each age group in each category every week we give them a shout out on our podcast and for the most recent week swimming not a lot of swimming going on here in the heart of winter but 20 to 29 gator boy 30 to 39 nobody 40 to 49 jesse's girl 50 to 59 nobody 60 to 69 kilogram ill and that was it running Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Teddy, 68, nobody older than that. And for our featured members, which is you and me, it was me. Walking. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Vinomia, 50 to 59, Mary Mary. 60 to 69 kilogram ill out of our featured members, me. Biking on road. Like swimming, still not a lot of this going on and now that it's cold and snowy in some areas. But 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Cyclone, and nobody in the categories older than that. Biking off road. 20 to 29 was a tie, Smytha and Super Mario, 30 to 39, Dirt Devil, 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Rando 7. And that was it for the age categories. Stand up paddling. 
20 to 29, H. Caner 305, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coffee Dude, 50 to 59, Mary Mary, 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. Cross country skiing. You know, I'm still waiting for like the snow to actually start settling in so we can start seeing some more of this, but mm-hmm. it's our usual dudes of, I assume dudes, 40 to 49, L. Tiburon, 95, and 50 to 59, Big Juan, 64. Skating. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39 was a tie again this week. SB Tom and SB Nikki. And 40 to 49, Great Juan. Hockey. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Lexi. 30 to 39, Moose Man. 40 to 49, Cal Sal. 50 to 59. Have we figured out how to pronounce this? Is it Herb or Herb? I don't know. I mean, it's a person, so it's probably Herb. But they might just like growing like basil and stuff. So it might be herb. Maybe. Whatever. Nobody older than that, or at least in the category older than that. But in our featured members, it was me because you don't play a whole lot of hockey. I do not hockey. Especially with a sore back. Points. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Wildcat. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Mary Mary. 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill. Nobody older than that. And for our featured members, obviously it was me with... Not hard to beat you when you get a sore back. It is not. Maybe next week. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Well, this has been fun. Loads of fun. And this is our, when this posts, it'll be the last episode that posts before a whole bunch of holidays. So we we didn't wish anybody uh, a happy Hanukkah. But if you were celebrating happy Hanukkah, if you're celebrating Merry Christmas, if you uh, celebrate it, happy Kwanzaa. And what else is going on right now? Festivus. Festivus. Oh, Festivus for the rest of us. Yes, have a festive Festivus, and <laughs> we'll be back next week with yet another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. But for now, it's been fun, Jess. Loads of fun. Bye. Bye.